This is Hope FM. Well, normally at this time of the year, we think about the Holocaust Memorial Day. And of course, we're going to have to be uh, doing the event in a very different way this year. And here to help me understand how the changes are going to take effect is Linda Fordhorn. Good morning to you, Linda. Good morning, Blair. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So so here we are, all Zooming and all the rest of it. And sadly, of course, uh, Holocaust Memorial Day is going to have to change in its format. So, so what's it going to be like this year? Well, I hope it's going to be good. I'm, I'm really out of my comfort zone using Zoom for such a big event. But we decided, we actually decided quite early on that we would have to go online, um, whatever problems it caused. So it will be online. People will have to um, register with Eventbrite and they will not be sent the link to the Zoom event until a few days before. Will you, will you have a, a limit to the number of people that can participate? Um, I think we're, we managed to um, tap into something. Yes, it's, we can have 500, uh, I suppose it's 500 people viewing it. So obviously it will be more, hopefully more than 500 because you can have a whole family watching, obviously. Now, your, your theme for this year is, uh, is be, be light in the darkness. How did, yeah. you, how did you come to choose that, that theme for the year? Well, I think it's really interesting that they chose this when they chose it, which was before, I believe, the pandemic. I think we all need to be a light in the darkness because of what's happening in the world to do with health, but also what's happening in the world. We just need to look at what happened in America uh, last week with the, the demonstration at the Capitol. And it is frightening out there. People are still vilifying others because of what they are. I mean, of course, it's quite staggering to think. I mean, as we look back, I mean, the Holocaust took the, the lives of something like six million people. And of course, they weren't all Jewish people. They were people with disability, homosexuals and people who were Romani and, and, and so on. A, a, a dreadful time. Why do you think it's it's really important that we take time to to remember those terrible times? Because the world has not really learnt the lesson. They've been genocide after genocide and people still want to blame the other when things go wrong. And you, you quite rightly said that um, our, our, first, our event uh, does remember that it wasn't only Jews that were killed in the Holocaust, it was others as well. And we're having to change the way we're doing it this year, obviously, but we've still kept... We're having seven young people representing seven different communities that are still face, that still face discrimination. So we've got someone from the Jewish community, someone from the Muslim community, a young person from the refugee community, from the BAME community, from the Romani community, from the LGBT, and from the a community of people that have got special needs. And they're going to be opening our ceremony by reading from the Statement of Commitment. I know that in past events, and, and indeed clearly in this year's event, you, 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 everybody organising has sort of bent over backwards to involve people of other faiths and those who are affected. This working together, I mean, uh, it, it is so important, isn't it, going forward? Most definitely. I mean, that's the way the world needs to go, that everybody's accepted and that we all work together and we're all the light in the darkness. And we are inviting people, we will uh, start the ceremony by actually inviting people to light a very small candle. 
And hopefully on the 27th of January, which is actually Holocaust Memorial Day, which is a Wednesday, people will do the same, but put the candle in their windows in the evening so everybody can see that we are all a light in the darkness. It's, it's, it's really fantastic, really. So it's an active way of participating on this year, of course, participating, you know, in, mm. in, your, in your own home. And, and obviously, you've, each year you've had different speakers who have given experience of kinder transport and all sorts of, of, of things that, that practically were linked to whoever is speaking. Who have you got lined up for this year? So we have got, uh, very excitingly, someone is speaking about an unsung, very local hero. The person's name, who is the unsung hero, is Trevor Chadwick. And Trevor Chadwick played a pivotal part in the kinder transport, maybe even greater than Nicholas Winton, who everybody knows about. And this guy, Trevor, actually lived in Swanage, and he was a teacher in Swanage. I found out about him last February, and coincidentally a trust has been set up to actually uh, build a memorial to him in Swanage. And we've got the chairman of the Trevor Chadwick Trust. It's very hard to say that. The Trevor Chadwick Trust (laughs) to talk about Trevor Chadwick and how he was a light in the darkness because nobody knew the role he played in the Holocaust. Of course, there there were so many unsung heroes, weren't there, during the Holocaust? Exactly, exactly. But, um, you know, and Trevor... I was just so excited when I found out because he was local that, you know, we can actually uh, glorify this man and what he did. And the other speaker is a member of the Jewish community whose father was a British soldier. And actually his testimony is at the Shoah um, Foundation. And she happened to tell me last year that he actually was at Belson soon after it was liberated. And the minute she told me that, I said, Marilyn, please, 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 will you share the story? And she's going to do that. And I've, I've obviously talked to her about it. And it is a very, very moving story of his role in what happened at Belson. Well, let's have some music. And I know the first track that you have chosen is uh, Somewhere Over the, the Rainbow. I'm going to be playing the Judy Garland version of the song. But why, why that particular song, Linda? Well, I always knew it as just being a song to do with the Wizard of Oz, but something made me research it, and I'd just like to read to you what I found out about it. So it was written in 1939, and it was, I'll read exactly, it says, um, perhaps the most poignant song to emerge out of the max exodus from Europe was Somewhere Over the Rainbow. The lyrics were written by Yip Harburg, the youngest of four children born to Russian Jewish immigrants. And the song's music was written by Harold Arlen, who was a cantor's son. A cantor is the person in an Orthodox synagogue that chants the service. And his parents are from Lithuania. Together they wrote Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which was in the 20th century, it was, sorry, which was voted the 20th century most popular song. In writing it, the two men reached deep into their immigrant Jewish consciousness, framed by the pogroms of the past, and the Holocaust yet to happen, and wrote an unforgettable melody set to near prophetic words. If you read the lyric in their Jewish context, suddenly the words are no longer about wizards and Oz. They were about Jewish survival. The Jews of Europe could not fly. They could not skate beyond the rainbow. Harburg was prescient when he talked about wanting to fly like a bluebird over the chimney tops. 
they didn't know about the significance of chimney tops in Auschwitz then. It had a whole different meaning. The Nazis hadn't built the crematorium, but many Jewish people were flying over the chimney tops, if you look at the film in retrospect. So that's why I've chosen it. Well, let's, let's have a listen. Clearly, I mean, when we reflect on the on the events, terrible events of the Holocaust today, and and the the senseless loss of life, and then we reflect in anti, on anti-Semitism today, which sadly, of course, has been very much in our in our in the news over recent days. What is it about the Jewish nation that makes it such a target for this type of thing? Oh, what a question! How long have we got? Um. Oh, that's such a difficult question. I think because we've always been seen, particularly in Europe when the Holocaust happened, as being, we were one of the main immigrant groups. And it was an immigrant group that supported each other. They were very assimilated, some of them. They gave an awful lot to Germany. In fact, a lot of German and Austrian Jewish men fought in the First World War to help their country. I really don't know why people see us as being the target. We are successful, yes, but not all Jews are successful. We are ordinary people, and we're just targeted, together with other groups. Although the other side of the coin, of course, is the way in which it brought other people to the fore to stand shoulder by shoulder. I mean, I know that there were many people imprisoned, uh, you know, uh, during the war because they 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 give uh, a hiding place to people who are yes. who are of Jewish people. Lots. It it seemed to bring the the very best out in in people, as of course it was bringing out the the worst. In this case, in in the, in the Nazi regime. And it's very interesting. I'm just, we're watching the uh, the Crown at the moment, and it mentions um, uh, Philip, Prince Philip's mother, who was a prince, Princess Alice, who she herself actually looked after a Jewish family in her uh, palace in Greece, and she's actually buried in Jerusalem. And when the royal family have, in the past few years, gone to Jerusalem to Israel, they've actually gone to visit her grave. So it was it, lots of, I mean, lots of ordinary people did put their heads above the parapet to help. And Henry Schachter, who's spoken at our Holocaust Memorial Day a couple of events, he was only saved because of non-Jewish people looking after him and his parents. His parents, unfortunately, didn't survive, but Henry was a hidden child. He was hidden by a Roman Catholic family in Belgium. As we look forward, I mean, one of the reasons why, of course, we, we, we think back on the, on the atrocities of, of the past, uh, it's really, in a way, to avoid this ever happening uh, 
again. Uh, but it is it is very frightening, isn't it, how we are sometimes very, very slow to remember. Uh, and, and consequently, as you said, you, you still get anti-Semitism, you still get injustices all over the world. Yes, and it's spiking at the moment because of, um, I can't think, conspiracy theories to do with COVID, you know, they're blaming it on lots of different people. Um, it's a frightening world we live in, but we've got to rise above this. I think, anyway. Now, well, you're definitely a, a very positive person. I have very happy memories of, of visiting Yad Vashem with you, the memorial, of course, to the, to the Holocaust when we were in, uh, in Israel together. And, uh, of course, I, I think you, you may recall me being quite shocked, really, about the memorial to the, to the children because so many uh, hundreds of thousands of children were, were also slaughtered during the Holocaust. But mm. what, what is the thing that stands out to you Personally, I mean, obviously you, you're putting heart and soul into organising uh, the event, but also you, you, you've, you do a lot of things in terms of bringing people together. I just think the more people can get to know people from different backgrounds, from different ways of life, the more we will understand. We've actually got a lot in common. I'm the co-chair of a local group called Nisan Hashim, which is there are 26 groups all over the country of Jewish and Muslim women working together. And we are friends. We obviously agree, disagree about things to do with politics, but we, are, we work together and we try and rise above what the press says about either of our groups. And I just think we need to, we need to love each other. No, we need to respect each other, not tolerate respect. Now, of course, looking forward, of course, to the events of next Sunday, the 24th, then I think the event kicks off at, is it three o'clock in the afternoon? It starts at three o'clock, yes. Now, people uh, want to register for that. You've already said that they need to sort of uh, register and say, yeah, I would like to join in the Zoom meeting. And I guess probably the best way of doing that is going to your Facebook page, which is uh, Bournemouth and Poole Holocaust uh, Memorial Day. If people put that into their into their search engine, yeah. uh, then that, that will bring them up to the link that they click on in order to say I want I want to attend and then I think you said earlier on that uh, then they'll actually be sent after that um, a, a link to the event which they click on uh, on the day uh, itself have you had a have you had a good response so far I don't know the answer to that because I, I one of my committee members is actually organizing the zoom part of it but also hopefully by the time this goes out if people go into our website and i can't remember the name of it but if they put in bournemouth and paul holocaust memorial day website the details should be on there as well i hope it's going to be done today yeah. the details of how to join will be on the website as well and i will send you the name of the website so you can tell people it correctly that's fantastic. Well, Linda, thank you so much. Now, your second piece of music, of course, uh, is, is a wonderful piece uh, from the, the movie Schindler's List. Why, why have you chosen this? Because it is such an evocative piece of music. I mean, I love it on two levels. First of all, because it reminds me of the film and the image of the girl in the red coat. But it's also very personal to me because... Um, in my mother, many, many years ago, years and years ago, I think it was 1952, was asked to do an article for the Illustrated London Post about how she managed on my father's very small teacher's income. And they followed her on a shopping spree. And there's a picture of me in the Illustrated London Post that I've got at home of me in a coat that is exactly like the girl in Schindler's List. 
and God forbid, had the Germans got here, I wouldn't be here to tell this story because my parents actually were married on the day war began. Um, so it's just very a very poignant piece of music to me on two levels. Well, Linda, thank you that you uh, participated in the programme this morning and, of course, the fact that you are here and for all that you do. We wish you every, every blessing with next Sunday's event. Thank you very much. This is Hope FM.